Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Happy Halloween time. I'm Roz Hernandez. I'm a comedian and the host of the paranormal comedy podcast, Ghosted by Roz Hernandez, produced by Starburns Audio. On my podcast, I talk to famous people, comedians, experts, and listeners about all things paranormal. We're talking Ouija boards, poltergeists, aliens, psychics, demons, Bigfoots, and of course, ghosts. My podcast is weekly all year long and i've got over three years of episodes currently available for all your spooky needs recent guests include Patton oswald but it felt like the minute i walked away from the monitors and i couldn't see anything that's when the ghost started moving around naomi ek paragon a ghost isn't like somebody it's not like a return it's like somebody who was like mm, i don't feel like leaving and chris colfer whatever it was slowly just disappeared and that's when i knew oh that that was a uh, that was not a person subscribe to ghosted by roz hernandez on apple podcasts and everywhere you get podcasts crab feast you know what it's all about this is the crab feast i'm yelling fuck that you ain't gotta ask me because you could trust that every tuesday you already knew though orion sick with soccer star juco above ground cool goes better than most jay larson self-diagnosed go down low this week last week here we go again fuck the crab feast Get tickled. Not Tuesday. And another crap piece for that axe. Sup, Doc? Good to touch that pitch, Jay Lars. Oh, that, that felt was a, good. That was a solid one right in there. Feast the Nation. Great to be here with you guys. As always, Jay Larson Comedy.com. Jay Larson Comedy on all social media. Uh, just some things coming up in Boston on the 21st. I will be at uh, out at Foxborough Place. Uh, up by Foxborough Stadium doing a Showtime special with the Gronk, which would be nice and fun. If you guys are out there, I'm sure there's going to be a way to get tickets. I'll make sure to let you know as soon as I know. Dublin, I'll be out there the week after the 26th through the 29th in Dublin at the Vodafone Comedy Festival. And Portland, August 3rd, 4th, and 5th at Helium. I'll be out there, and I would love to see you come out to that. Uh, That's what I got. Sickle Cell. Ryan Sickler on all social media, ryansickler.com. Uh, we're going to slowly be getting there quicker than uh, you think we will. September 29th and 30th, four shows at the La Jolla Comedy Store. I'm promoting it now. going to record my album. Come on out. TheCraftEast.com. Uh, get your merch. Please do all your Amazon shopping on the uh, on our Amazon link. It's You know, as we always say, it's a great free way to help the podcast. Premium, premium apps are there. And make sure you follow The Craft Feast on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, the Crafties is supported by Casper, offering an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. With over 20,000 reviews on Casper, Amazon, and Google, and an average of 4.8 stars, it's quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. Ironically enough, across 
the street from where our studio is, there's a Casper mattress billboard. And I was like, driving by, I'm like, man, these guys are legit. So I got a mattress. We had, Kate and I had a great mattress for a long time. And it just, you know, mattresses wear in. They say every 10 or years. Or wear out. Or wear out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you sleep on your bed. I don't man. know, man. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> we just got the word that we're going to be working with Casper, and I got a mattress, and it's it's dope. I use, I always have to sleep on my stomach. That's kind of like I don't know how that just always happened, but on this thing, I just sleep on my back, and I fall. I can just never fall asleep on my back, and now I'm just fall asleep on my back all the time, and it's the best. Yeah, I got one too. It comes in a box rolled up. Uh, you cut the thing open, and it just like fills itself. Yep. I got fills uh, itself. Fills man. itself, man. I got my daughter a bed. I put it in there, uh, and my idea was just to lay with her, get her to sleep in her own bed for the night, and then I'll just you know get up when she falls asleep. Every night I fall asleep on that mattress. It is so comfortable. <laughs> Not a good habit to start when you have kids. Casper mattresses <laughs> combine supportive memory <laughs> foams to create an award-winning Casper. sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce, which is true. It really is. It's not like it's not like one of those memory foam ones where you sink in right. and you hold dip in. It's it's kind of it's different. I've never had a mattress like that. Free shipping and returns to the US and Canada. Try sleeping on a Casper mattress for 100 nights risk free. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund Come on. everything. Mattresses are designed, developed, and assembled in the USA. You know we love that. Special offer for our listeners of the Crafties. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash crabfeast and using promo code crabfeast. Terms and conditions apply. Listen, if you need a mattress, which we all do at some point, this is the way to go. They're great, and they're affordable, and you can get the 50 bucks. for Yeah, Crafties. definitely check them out. Uh, I'll tell you what else you can get this week. It doesn't cost you 50 bucks. It's free. It's free every our Tuesday. our podcast is free every Tuesday. This guy's hilarious. Rise worked with them recently on the Comedy Jam. We're excited to have him on here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Craft Feast for the first time, Mr. Mike Lord. Mike Lord, Welcome, welcome to the Craft Feast. Oh, man. How, how is it going? This is this is a lot of masculinity. That was, <laughs> a lot of it. You yeah. add to it, though, man. Yeah, that you was awesome. There are certain comics that I can't, like... I I'll be the first to admit I'm not really a joke writer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I tell stories. I would admit that. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta be careful what you say yeah. around Lawrence. But yeah. you, dude, you're a fucking beast. Oh, thanks, man. You hosted the first ever uh, comedy, uh, you know, comedy club book spot I ever did. Comics? Yeah, 2009 Tax Day. Was it tax day? I remember yeah. meeting you. Yeah, my mom was in the audience. Um, you were really nice. Yeah, man. Well, you killed it too. I remember because Baldinger was Baldinger there then. Yeah, he was. He yeah, he was the one who got me in. He you he, he would be my manager a year later, but back then, um, yeah, yeah, he got me my first ever club spot in New York. I love it, man. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot to actually talk to you about, but before we get into it, why don't you plug your social media, your anything you want, whatever. Yeah, um, I'm at the Mike Lawrence. On Twitter, uh, MikeLawrenceComedy.com. I've got a couple tour dates. I'll be at Bonnaroo um, June 10th and 11th. And then headlining one night only, West Palm Beach Improv on Sunday, uh, June 26th. One night only, huh? Yeah. Woo! And your new gig, your new writing gig. Can you say it? <laughs> I could say it, Please but it's, do, it's, gonna, <laughs> it's not going to air for a long time. I'm, I'm writing on a show called The Cops. Um Starring and created by Louis C.K. and Albert Brooks, and yeah, I can't believe that comes out in 2020. But we're looking yeah. forward to yeah, man. That'll come out probably next year. But you know, animated stuff animated shows take wow. a lot of time. That's incredible. Congratulations yeah, on it's that. It's been fun. Yeah, um, yeah. As Jay mentioned, roast battle. So Jay's done roast battle. Yeah, Jay versus Mark Normand <laughs> down at South by Southwest, and uh, it's the scariest god. I mean, I mean, dude. How is it for you? Because you're a beast at it. Oh, thanks, man. But for me, it was the scariest thing I've ever done was doing roast battle. Yeah, and I, mean, I wasn't doing it on TV in a tournament. It's funny. I was that comic before the show existed. Like I was the asshole who would make fun of people <laughs> on stage, like at open mics. Like I would have three jokes ready about their act if they bombed. Um, <laughs> Every you know, time, people I think wanted, you'd have them whether they bombed or not. That's your opener. Yeah, people wanted to kill me. Yeah, it was it was amazing. I was an asshole, and so but I was just building that muscle. I mean, yeah, I worked at McDonald's for years and. Would make fun of people in the drive-through to the other coworkers. So I've just always been 
roasty, you know, bullied as a kid. Um, so it's just been a skill. And I think it's also that, like, one of the skills of it, like, that I never realized I had, but other people find so important. Like, I never even care what the other person says. People are always like, aren't you, like, scared about what they're going to, like, no. No, because you're so in your head and focused anyways that it doesn't really Well, that's huge. Matter, yeah. Because I'm probably, like, sitting there like, God damn, that's pretty good. He's right. Because when, when I got hit with some from Norman, but like, yeah, he's he's vicious, man. He's he's really good at it. But he's vicious in a subtle way. You're vicious, and you're just like fucking. Ah, just <laughs> take that. Here you go. How's this? Boom. No How's this? Li- light somebody's nuts on fire. Yeah, I I had heard you know I had heard about you. I had, uh, people would tell me what a great comic you were, and oh. uh, but my first personal, well, not even personal. My first introduction to you was roast battle when you battled Ralphie May, and I was just like, oh my god, like. I mean, how many times have you made well, me tell him? Because the, the thing is, it's not like you're right. There are like obvious roast jokes. Yeah. But you take the obvious and you meld it into this backdoor fucking thing that's like super obscure and then super specific at the same time. And it just resonates with the whole fucking room. Yeah, your writing is, is spectacular. The best was you guys both worked on the comedy jam together. Yeah. Right. And like, so I knew you from back in New York, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've known Rye forever. Yeah. And then when Rye told me he was working with you, I'm just, and like, tell me how much fun he was having you with you. I'm just like, God, what an odd couple of those two. Oh, yeah. Are. Cause I can't turn it off. No. <laughs> and I, you know, like, I'm not the social butterfly you are, Jay Larson, yeah. but uh, this was after I'd seen him. I'd watched the clips online so many fucking times and just died laughing at them. And then. I see you. I go to. I'm at the comedy store one night. I do a set. Mick Betancourt and I walk down to Carney's, the little uh-huh. train to yeah. get out chili yeah. dog, and uh, Mike's sitting in there eating with Brian Keith Etheridge. So I was like, oh, I got to go say hi to BKE, and here's my opportunity to introduce myself to Mike. And then, like, what a month or so later, we were working on the Comedy Jam. I thought, yeah, I was like, man. oh fuck yeah, great. Yeah, Brian's great, man. He's like a mentor to me for sure. He is great. That guy's awesome. We love him. That yeah, guy I think he's I was okay. just like, I don't know if I want to work. Tell him that. I was like, I don't <laughs> know if I want to work on sitcoms. You know, I think I'm just gonna like be be a road comic. And then I went to his house. I'm like, this ain't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's got right? a pinball machine, and nah, that he's he's the sweetest dude. Um, That's good. I'm glad he's looking out for you. Yeah, but the roast battle <laughs> stuff. I mean, it, it's just. I have so many rules about it in my head. Like my biggest rule is, I will always ask a person if there's anything off limits, and I respect it. Damn, that's sweet. Especially on TV, I think there's just a thing of you don't want to cross certain lines. And I remember asking, you know, Ralphie the night before, and I already had. Cause, yeah, that's I don't mean to interrupt, but yeah. that's what surprised me about this is that you told me you actually talked to them to do your research. Yeah, I tried I was, to. I was surprised now, by that. I was like, him, oh, I, who, I barely who? knew. You know, I right. I had done like Kill Tony with him once, and he was really nice. And um, but I didn't feel like I could reach him by email. Like the other guys, like Matt Broussard, Tiana. You know, we sent like dossiers of dirt. Like, this is every problem with me. Have fun with this. Oh, that's killer. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it should be a duet. You know, yeah. You want the other person to look good too, and so, but I had my stuff ready. I mean, I just Wikipedia'd him, saw divorce, and I was like, that's it. Oh my <laughs> and and so, you know, because he's a public figure, so it's right. a lot easier. And I remember asking, I was like, is there anything you don't want me to say? And he goes, you can't hurt me more than TMZ has. And I was like, okay. You think and then, so? And like Homer in the bushes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right. Well, I didn't know something happened with him with TMZ. Well, I'm sure TMZ gets at everybody, you know? Oh, yeah. They, they're the worst. <laughs> TMZ, it's garbage people. Well, I remember asking you about it when we were working together. And you, I, I, you told me that you were nervous. You really thought he was going to punch you, you said. I just, I knew. Or you were concerned it could happen. I just knew that those jokes were, you know. I mean, I can't even imagine having those harder, jokes in like, my holster. I stumbled my last one. I said, That's you know, a- your family's gone. Your family deserted you. It's supposed to be your family's gone. Your friends deserted you. But saying that to his face, like, that's a part of it, too. That's like, when you said you were super and, and this is a guy, like, because most people I roast battle, it's like, I know really well. We've hung out before. Like, I've roast battled, like, some of my best friends, and it's, like, the coolest thing. And, you know, we that energy we bring in the back of a comedy club shitting on each other is just us on stage. But when it's someone you don't know and it's televised, it was it was 
in, I didn't think there was going to be violence, but I was like, <laughs> this is not. And I still haven't talked to him. Since. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm, sure. I'm sure he's not going to want to talk you know, to you. But, you know, in December, like, someone, like, wrote to him about it, and he couldn't. He said, like, the nicest thing about me. Like, Mike's a great comic. And, and I also feel like me winning. Well, Ralphie's also a great comic. Oh, he's amazing. He's legit that's great the comic. Thing, that's like, the and thing, he's, too. He is very sweet. Well, that's what's interesting about the show. It's it's not about who's the funnier comic. It's about who's better at that skill. The guy exactly. sells out theaters yeah. and does two and a half hours. I right. can't he's do great. that. I don't. You yeah. know. Yeah. It's yeah, just everyone. He's a beast, man. Everyone has different skills. I'm an autistic, mean hate puppet, and <laughs> from fucking Florida, so I simmered in hate juices. It's so weird that you're and from wrongful Florida. South cop Florida. murder odors for you know, years. Yeah, I don't. You don't have a South Florida vibe. I uh, maybe at all. <laughs> I um. Well, the thing I, I love because I never said the n word around. You. <laughs> yeah, I love that about you. That yeah. attitude and that. That's what like. You know, Jay's like, what an odd couple, but it's not. You're such a ball buster, and I fucking love it. Like, when we had one of the rap parties, Jay came over to me and said, Mike just told me that you're the type of guy that thinks they railroaded Jerry Sandusky. <laughs> 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 but you didn't know he said that, so then you came over later, and I said, man, you know, we were just chit-chatting. Yeah. I go, you know what fucking bothers the shit out of me. That's Jerry Sandusky <laughs> And he snapped his head, looked at me like, oh my God, I'm right. It's and I, still could, our, I couldn't even stop laughing. What's great is it's I mean, still our <laughs> inside joke. Like, yeah. We were we were at some party like two months ago, and it'll just come up to me. And go, they the did him wrong. Party. They did him the wrong. They party. did him wrong. <laughs> and then his poor son got convicted or uh, accused of it and convicted of it. Obviously. Family business. And so I texted him. I said, "Now nah, they're railroading his goddamn son." <laughs> <laughs> I would love if you were the guy who thought the, the son was guy. guilty, but, yeah, but the Jerry was, was I. Jerry was I. Jerry's a good man. <laughs> Free Sandusky. <laughs> oh man. He's still alive. I love that she's in oh, prison. Yeah. yeah, I love know that. If he died. Yeah, you There's know someone, why? No one got at him yet because he's stronger than Paterno. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> well, made of tougher stuff. So you're from South Florida. Yeah. Earlier, you had said you were bullied as a kid. What? What kind? What kind of bullying? Were you beat up? What was? I've it? always and looked and sounded like this. Um, <laughs> You got know. a beard in sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> but what's it like in South Florida? Because there's like different it's areas. Weird. I mean, it's, what? It's a you know, it's an it's a city that still hasn't figured out what it is. What city? You know, so you? I I say Fort Lauderdale. Like I'm I'm more like from a place called Davie. That's where I spent like my teenage and early twenties. Um, I was born in Miami. You know, my parents divorced at a really early age. Um, then I was just kind of raised in Fort Lauderdale by both of them. And then, you know, I, I was raised joint custody and my dad moved That's to right. this, uh, trailer park called paradise village, which was neither of those things <laughs> on the water. <laughs> None of those things. <laughs> there was, there was a man-made pool in the middle. And, um, and so that's where I mainly stayed, um, from my, I always, I always say, Quit cannonball, I'm doing my laundry. <laughs> I always say like my trailer park, we didn't make. You know, we didn't, we didn't, you know, use the meth. We just made and sold it. Like, <laughs> we were the high class white trash. And what was, did you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I have an older brother and I have um, a younger uh, half sister. Okay. So, what, did you, what do they do? What's your older brother do? My older brother um, is an entrepreneur. That's all I can say yeah. about that. Yeah. Do he's, they come watch you? They ever come see shows? Oh yeah, he's yeah. a he's a big fan. Yeah, he runs like a a, a painting business now. That's, That's what great. he does. Yeah, and um, my, my mainly little... mainly knockoff Picassos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Picassos, Picassos, Picassos. Yeah, <laughs> it's just but the word fake like fake asso, <laughs> Picasso. Um, and then my uh, my my sister uh, lives in Pennsylvania, works at the Olive Garden. Um, so I literally am family. When I go, <laughs> and uh, and uh, goes to goes to you know school. I think so what majors you, in business. What did you do? Like weekends with your dad, weeks with your mom? No, um, one week with my dad, one week with my mom. So it was like two childhoods at once, and it was weird because my mom was already like she remarried pretty quickly after, and my dad. Was How just quickly? Like, I don't remember a gap to be honest with you. Six weeks. I mean, it's something, you know, quick, quick. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> I do. I do. 
That's the last, he's walking out with his last box. He's not doing it. All the guys, like, guys moving in. How you doing, man? I feel like every time you guys yell, like I'm a guest host on SNL that doesn't know who Chris Farley is. <laughs> like, what? Does he do this every time? Is this just his? Yeah, I think he's doing that, yeah. Bam down by the river. Oh, that's, that's the thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I, cause I, I don't mind it, but now that I know what it is, I yeah, know what it is. Welcome to the Gravities. You yeah. said you listened to an episode. We were doing it. Yeah, I know. Um, you're also another thing that I, I really love about you too is you're a huge wrestling fan. Oh yes, which I was as a kid. I, I stopped. I'm trying to think of when I stopped. Probably like when The Rock and Stone. Like after uh, what was the who was right before that? Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that's, that's where I. That's was. called the new generation yeah, era. Yeah, that's I when I stopped. That. I yeah. hated this guy named Jeff Jarrett. Like, dude, he, this is fucking crazy, dude. This, this is, is crazy. Hold on a second, Jeff. Jeff- <laughs> we got bone pick over here with Mike Lawrence. Spend my days working hard on the go, but the hands on the clock keep spinning too slow. Was that his song that yeah. he came into? I can't wait to be at home with my baby tonight. Damn, yeah. Mike Lawrence. You should have sang some comedy jazz. <laughs> For someone who hated him. Yeah. That's what was missing. <laughs> That's what it was. Um yeah, I uh it, he was just this this country singer and I just fucking hated like they they there's like heat when you're a bad guy in wrestling you want the audience to hate you but then there's like go away heat where they just want you to go away and and I just quit wrestling uh as a fan from 1995 to 2001 <laughs> which it encompasses the peak period of Stone Cold and The Rock and and people who made fun of me for being weird and different often wore you know, Stone Cold 316 t-shirts and NWO shirts, so I wasn't eager to jump back in. But then you did. You back? What brought you back? College. Uh, I went to college um, 2001. Um, Where'd you go? It was my first year. Longwood University. I was only there a year. 9-11 happened fast. Uh, it was really weird because people who were like... People who were assholes just became bigger assholes and and racist. Yeah, and I mean shit. everything got heightened. The yeah. whole world's been heightened since that. Oh yeah, know? it hasn't. Yeah, it has not changed. It's you know yeah nine eleven is like you know the time in Family Matters when they added Urkel to the main cast. <laughs> I don't even remember <laughs> that it used to be something simpler and smaller yeah. before that. Right. <laughs> um, but I told you, like for me, when I first started watching wrestling, it was. Bob Backlund, yeah, and the Moon Dogs and Moolah and all these people, and then the Iron Sheik came in, yeah, and beats Backlund. That's like a big deal back then, especially. Oh, yeah. from, and then Hogan beat him, and then Hulkamania is born. So yeah. then I just happened to be the perfect age and just ran with that way. But you said you've actually you've roasted the Sheik. Yeah, I've done four different Iron Sheik roasts. <laughs> what four? Yeah, use the same material. I do some different stuff because sometimes the deuses would change. Yeah. Like some of the jokes I had on him would just like, why would I change them? Like, where were they all? Um, one was at the first one was at Caroline's on Broadway. Um, and that was the weekend of WrestleMania 29, which was in New Jersey. So there was a lot of wrestling fans. I remember they had like some inspection or something. So it started an hour late. It was already going to be a late show. Like, Wrestling fans, you know, may not know this. We're not good people. Uh, <laughs> and we don't smell well either. Uh, and so just having this club full of just drunken wrestling fans. Caroline. Who, yeah, who were what just we like support? packed in. Um, it was, you know, it was the moment that I realized that like I was good at roasting because I went up. I remember Dan Soder. Got a three who, count on the sheet. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Dan Soder, Camel who's just on one of the funniest fucking love people. Dan oh, he's the best. Best Macho Man impression and best Andre the Giant impression. So he goes up first, and he kills. And then almost everyone else doesn't do that well in between, and I'm last. This one wrestler, MVP, like he did pretty well. And then I go up, and I'm, like, terrified. It's, like, almost 1 in the morning. Damn. These people are just like rabid, and they're wrestling fans. So, 
And the are they second, wanting you to shit on the sheet because oh, still yeah. they still hate one guy's got a steel chair with them. <laughs> and the second that holding chair, the, but the second that you would do something they didn't like, they would boo and they'd be like, "This is bullshit." You know, they do all the wrestling fan right. stuff. Jesus. So I went up. I mean, it was one of the best sets I've ever had in my life because I just like. I got in. I did like six minutes of my best stuff, and a lot of it was like wrestling heavy um, references. I made fun of everybody. I I wrote riffs while I was up on stage, so I was able to like because I was last. I was able to commentate on everything before me. Right. Yeah. There was one guy that bombed so hard, so I just like threw him completely under the bus. <laughs> um. And yeah, it was awesome. And then I did two <clears throat> later that year. In Toronto, and then I did one at the comedy store, and um, and that one was was really weird. <laughs> Dude, they've all been weird. Where was that one? That was that was in the main room, the, yeah. the last one. And I remember I'd had this joke that I did do every sheik roast, and the joke was, um, the Iron Sheik has done things to the English language that only Chris Benoit has done to his family. Oh. And <laughs> so there's this guy, Chavo Guerrero Jr., who's, you know, he's an awesome wrestler. Him and Chris Benoit were great friends. I believe he was one of the last people to receive a text from him. Wow. And I remember. It was, was, he, it was he suicide, wasn't he? He was not. Oh, he was oh, murder? Oh, oh. Benoit. Benoit was murder suicide. There actually oh. was a wrestler named Suicide, and I thought oh, when oh, you were sorry, like, no. he was suicide. I'm like, no, I believe that was somebody else. It was murder suicide, he was? Uh, he murdered his um, mentally challenged either six or seven year old son on Friday, then murdered his wife on Saturday. Holy and then shit! I didn't know hung that. Hung himself on his weight set on Sunday, the night that he was supposed to wrestle in a pay per view match, and he hits him with now, that. Now, but this is this is where it gets really fucking. <laughs> I mean, it's all it's sad. Now, here's where it gets like weird <laughs> in a f- funny way. Is that the next night, you know, what WWE would do sometimes when a wrestler passes away, they would do these like tribute episodes. Now, the week before on WWE television, Vince McMahon closed his limousine door and the car exploded. Like the character Mr. McMahon, he was going to write himself off on TV. And so all of the wrestlers showed up in funeral attire. The next week, they find out Monday morning that Chris Benoit is dead. Now, they don't know why he's dead. Oh, man. So they decide, let's do a tribute episode. They've done this for Owen Hart. They've done this for Eddie Guerrero. It's a three-hour episode of people talking about how great great Chris Benoit is. They show all these videos, and then they find out like pretty soon, like like hours after of what really happened. I was... (laughs) And Vince oh. like went on the next in the night. middle of some like, and now Chris, what, huh, huh? And he was just like, we will <laughs> both, we will never mention him again. And you know, so that's like, like you know, there's times where he won the title, he won the Royal Rumble, and like those just don't ever get verbalized. Yeah, I mean, there, you can see them, you can f- seek them out if you want to. But they're not going to ever promote or advertise. Good. And they can't. Yeah. That's fucking horrible. So you dropped that but joke. But I can do roast the... jokes about it. And, and yeah, so Chavo like, was just really well, sad. He was there? Yeah, he was there. Oh, he was in the audience. He was No, he was on oh, the dais. On... Oh, shit. Chavo and... Sr. was in the audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also referred to as Chavo Classic. Uh, <laughs> wrestling fans are loving this right now. Everyone else is like, what you're heck? getting go-away heat. Uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, but I remember... Yeah, someone saying to me after, you know, like, and Chavo was really upset about that joke. And I was like, oh, is he mad? Does he want to fight me or anything? Because I, I wouldn't have pissed him off. He's like, no, he knows what the show is. He just really wishes he didn't do it. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, what can you do? What you're there for. I'm yeah. sure they wish they never did that three-hour thing, too. So Yeah. <laughs> we all have regrets. Yeah. So growing up, were you close to your mom? Were you close to your mom or your dad, or were you 50-50? I was closer to my dad just because my mom was already remarried, you know, had a daughter. Um, and my mom is awesome. My mom was a stand-up comic. Oh, really? What? Yeah. I don't know if we've for ever had a years. guest whose parent was a stand-up comic. So. Yeah. Just for 15 years? Yeah. Wow. Where? Uh, in Florida. Vicki Lawrence? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mama's mama. <laughs> Mama's family money. That's crazy. That's when we go visit my sister at the Olive Garden. When you're here, you're mama's family. 
Were you born at the st- time she was doing stand-up? Like, were you old enough, or she did it before you were born? Um, no, she started after. So she was like, she was a nurse, she was a mom, and she was a comic. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. Like around Florida, or did she yeah. travel, or what? Mostly Florida. Yeah. I don't think she ever really... It's the panhandle state. Yeah. No shit. But yeah, you know, worked with a lot of headliners and stuff. Do you ever see any old sets? Does she have anything on tape or anything? Yeah. Yeah, I've watched them. Um, she did Roast this... Roast <laughs> Every day, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called not returning her phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Jews roast diff- Jews roast other Jews differently. Yeah, yeah. but is she? Um, but she always made like the great thing about having a, a parent as a comic is I always saw this as a business. Like I feel especially now, there's so many comics that see it too much as an art form to the point that it's fucking ruined, and they analyze it, and you know, assholes who who are done comedy for two years, haven't made a cent and complain about Chappelle Netflix specials. It's like, yeah. no, there's a pecking order. There's, you know, there's tears. There's like, and this is all here for a reason. And, you know, it's art and you should be able to be yourself. But at the end of the day, either you're making a living and making money or you're not. Like, those are the two types of comics. Like, you either paying your rent and filing your taxes as a comic or you're not. And, you know, so that's that was a really good thing to be raised in that pressure-filled environment so <laughs> where they, I could never lie to myself when I started. So how old were you when you decided that you wanted to do stand-up? 23. 23? Yeah. All right. Were you practicing, though, like when you saw, like knew that your mom was doing it? Because she had to have been doing it when you were like 12 and 13 and shit. Yeah, I saw her at a steakhouse. Um, you went with her to see the show? Yeah, I went me yeah, and no, my brother went to be there with my dad. <laughs> yeah. Mom, he, he was heckling. <laughs> um. And, uh, yeah, I remember seeing her yeah, at the steakhouse and one of the other comics was like a substitute teacher of mine who always ratted me out to her <laughs> as an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> now, but I never found, yeah, I never enjoyed stand up as a kid cause it was just the thing my mom did. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, I, I think it was like when I was a late teenager, you know, I watched, you know, a couple Carlin specials with my dad and then like Patton Oswalt is the comic that made me want to be a comedian. And yeah. I got to say that to him earlier this year, and that was really, you oh, know. That's cool. That was cool, man. I was like, you're, you know, he watched the roast battles, and he was like, I'm a fan of yours, and I'm like, well, you're the reason I got into comedy. So Wow, that's nice. Damn. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah, man. So you told me. Uh, and then my mom was like in the hallway. <laughs> oh, sh- I was like, you too. You were also <laughs> the reason. <laughs> um, You said you went to your first concert with your mom. Yeah. I was nine years old, and my nine. my stepdad was going to go with her, and he got sick, and so I went, and it was um, Genesis, the I Can't Dance Tour. Dude, that's a great, listen, you know, Phil that's a, Collins. That's a fucking goddamn PC, great, baby. that's a great tour. <laughs> and um, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it was at the uh joe joe robbie stadium Jesus, that's I, a I Dolphins hate, old stadium. Right? I yeah. hate that they change all the. I like when they were named after yeah, old dead people yeah. with money and corporations. Yeah. Stick and all that yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, and uh, probably a it was it was the night that I really became a comic book fan because she bought me an issue of X Factor, Peter David's X Factor, at the uh, at the Seven Eleven. And it, it took two and a half hours for them to to come up. Like they were late, and there was no opening act. 
And people just I just reread this comic like, book. Fuck this. Let me get up there and give some jokes to these people. <laughs> yeah. Let me do it. Let me do I, it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I reread this comic book over and over again, read the letter pages, the ads, like every part of it, the, the fine print on the first page. And um, and then I remember Genesis, uh, they, they come out, and my mom's upset that people are dancing in front of us. And there was even that song where he's like, sit down, sit down. <laughs> and my mom's like like yelling right. that at a person, like trying to be funny, but it just comes off as confrontational. And we left halfway through the concert. Oh, really? Yeah. It's my he, first. He, he didn't even get to... Uh... Coming in the night, I can feel it coming with that song. No, I did not the, get that drum the, song. Uh, tonight. Do, 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 do. Yeah, um, that's a shame. You you also said you've had some uh, really bizarre gigs in this business. Yeah, um, tell us about some of these right here. Okay, yeah. So I uh, have done a couple comic book conventions. There's a there's a comic book convention in Florida, and they asked me to moderate. Um, some Q and A's, and those those could be really weird <laughs> and fun. So you're not they doing, like, you're not doing stand up. No, like this. Okay. no, you're talking to a person, like you're, creators and stuff like that. Yeah, you're on stage with a creator and or are they super, an actor. Are they super judgmental? Like if they if you don't if you say something wrong, do they call you on your shit right away? Well, here's the thing: most of the people that do this are just like local dudes, you know, who like. Are just nerds who don't have any like performing experience or whatever. So it's weird for me because yeah, I'm in the industry. Like I'm in, you know, like I've done some stuff, but they're just like, who's this weird Florida asshole? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it just makes me feel like I've made no progress in my career. <laughs> I started as a weird Florida asshole, and I'm a weird Florida <laughs> asshole in this person's mind. And you know, some of these are just crazy because you know what you realize is that. They all have an act. Like their goal is to entertain people and do a spiel and you know sell autographs. You know, get that booth popping afterwards. So I I remember Poppin'. the one that that like was the most packed was was George Takai. I don't know who that is. You do not know who George Takai is. You know who he, he is. is Sulu, Sulu from Star, Star Trek. Trek. Okay. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> that's how he talks yeah, yeah, yeah he's become like just a, a meme cult. yeah yeah he's become a meme so that's, that's what you're right. saying yeah, he's like old asian gay guy i remember the time when i was in the internment camps and it reminded me of when i was on the enterprise stuck with that asshole shatner <laughs> that sounds exactly like him he was, yeah. he was a big uh a guest on stern and stern would yeah, have him talking he's a funny about dude crazy shit gotcha yeah so you're saying they they do a shtick when they're up there because they want people to be like, oh man, this guy's so interesting. Yeah, they're just, I mean, they're also used to it. Like that's how a lot is of them make their money. Is he dressed like Sulu from Star Trek? No, or is he just no, and z- he's z- like z- one z- of the Stop more. Sulu! <laughs> you know, and he like really did like establish a name for himself. So I, so I'm going to moderate this panel. There's like a thousand people in the audience, and I go up there, you know. And I, yeah, I didn't realize, you know, Star Trek was on the air in the 60s. So he's been doing these for like, oh my God, yeah. almost 50 years. And he goes up and he's like, I would like to thank all of you for celebrating this, you know, this wonderful sci fi show that has endured for over 45 years. And I just go, he's talking about heroes. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was a guest was, on right. heroes. And I immediately hear on the loud intercom, Mike Lawrence, please come to the back. Uh, Shut up, dude. And I go back, and it's his husband is there, who's also his agent, and he just goes, it's a one-man show. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. Wow, and they just fired your ass, huh? Yeah. I still got paid for the weekend. Of course. Because I mean. (laughs) One joke, you got it. Yeah, but it was like it threw him off. I get why it happened, you know, but it is this funny, like in front of a thousand, like getting rejected in front of all these nerds. I love that they'd be like, uh, Mike Lawrence, you're like, yeah, no, I'm right here. Yeah, guys, I'm right here. Yeah, and that was it. It was immediate, like, boop, one, one, one line. Tell us about this, this commercial you did. This one. Oh, okay. Is it Um, a commercial? (laughs) Yeah. 
So when I moved, I moved to New York in 2007. And from I, Florida? From Florida. So were you doing stand-up down in Florida? For like a year and a couple months. Feature cool. for his mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, she had to open for me, uh, and then I crawled yeah. out. Would you I... ever let her if she asked? <laughs> what? Open for you? I think so. You're, cool. you're, aren't you doing the one night only down there? <laughs> I mean, Are you her manager? No. Does she still have one? <laughs> I think she wrote by Sulu's guy, right? I mean, if she said, if she, I'm not saying you should do it. I'm just saying if she said, how would you feel if I did five? Do you think she'd get up and do like 15, run the light and <laughs> get, shit? Feeling the heat. She's like, man, oh, Mike's got a good fan base. So this, so this, so this gig, yeah. So 2007, I, I moved to New York and, you know, I was one of those people, like, I was doing too well in Florida. Thinking like I was really hot shit, and New York just humbled me, kicked my ass. Like I was ready to like go teach in Korea after like five months. Like, yeah, it was brutal. I never seen snow before. I I had oh, yeah. not a not a thick enough jacket, uh, <laughs> and just um, and I would you know I had the reputation of I was willing to do any gig. You know I was one of those people that people would say like one of the hardest working guys because like. I would do every open mic, um, every awful. I would look up gigs on Craigslist. Damn, you know. And so one was an audition for this thing called Reality Bedroom, and it is a uh, sex toy <laughs> website. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so they wanted to do like a comedy special. Of course they would so, naturally. So I do. So I, this is like the fifteenth floor of like an office building. Like um, near Times Square, and you know, I audition. I do like five minutes of my act, and I figure like, well, you know, then we're gonna get like in front of a live audience and stuff. So you know, I get it. I I go back like two weeks later, and mom, I made it. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> so wait, you're do you're actually doing stand up, but there's no live. There's no studio audience. There's no studio on it. So I go back. It's the same. It's the same room. Um, it, it looks like yeah. where like Patrick Bateman hides his victims. Like just this really sad New Yorky office building. Like you could see pipes and stuff. Yeah. And this dominatrix is the host. And what they tell us to do, they're like, so, you know, do do your jokes. But after every joke mention one of our products so what i, I literally had to plug their plugs <laughs> yeah <laughs> after every joke you gotta drop a product like so <laughs> i had this joke you know they used to do like i always wanted to be um batman not because of the gadgets i just wanted my fucking parents dead um so so i did that joke i'm like you know because this is what my fucking parents said it was one of my fantasies and speaking of which if you'd like to fulfill your fantasies go to realitybedroom.com unbelievable like, i do 50 minutes in so front of nobody to no audience no audience who are you just talking now, to they're, they're like, run, they were running out of product like, get that get that Expired lube. Out. Now the yeah, other goddamn dildo out here with wheels on it. Now right the now. other the other comic is this guy named Igor, who literally like all of his jokes are about like shit stains and like just really gross stuff. But what they did was, since there's no audience, that's what I They would ask. have us fake laugh, and then oh. they would loop the laughter over the set. So you watch my set and you hear me laughing during it. Your own self laughing at yeah. your shit. And there's only like four or five people. <laughs> So it's just <laughs> while I'm talking. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was terrible. And then, but then you know, I, I finish, and the guy that <laughs> did was not nonsense. How much do they pay you? Well, that's the thing. So I get 150 dollars, and I'm like, this ain't so. And that was by far the most I'd ever made in comedy at that point. And it's not crazy. Have, I have really bad handwriting. So I I have to like you know sign this paperwork, and the guy who's just a sleazy piece of garbage, the guy running it, is like, "What the fuck is that? That's not real handwriting." I'm like, "I have a disability. Like my motor skills aren't really good, you know." And he's like, "You fucking with me?" I'm like, "Why would I? Yeah, I just I was like, I literally was like, I just want my money and I want to go. <laughs> I just pushed your product for fifty minutes, bro." <laughs> yeah. 
your vibrator just fucking did this to me. Yeah, and then they they cut it down to like you know five, but yeah, it was horrible. from fifty. From fifty. I'm sorry. So wait, they trimmed your set to five minutes after all that? It's just you rattling off product after product after product. Uh, Yeah. Well, with the realitybedroom.com and a couple of the jokes, and then yeah, the Igor guy who then did like man on the street pieces for them. That like we found a real star. Oh my god, they went with Igor. Yeah, it's so crazy. Back in the day when you were starting out, you just wanted to perform. You know, you wanted to figure out how to make something work. Oh yeah, I did like sets at like korean you know fried chicken karaoke places like i remember there was one time i did a set with this uh kid um and his dad on the beach just like outside a beach with a sound system at like 4 p.m in new jersey just for them those two um or like he he was it was his show but he also wanted to hang out with his dad that day so i just like hung out with him and his dad and it was so terrible and i remember like he would. He did twenty minutes, and he was crowd working the garbage guy, like the guy who was like cleaning up the beach and just shitting on him. And I was like, "This is not a good idea." Poor uh, guy probably had community service. So we would <laughs> we would just do stand up on the boardwalk as people walked by. Jesus, yeah, that's crazy. Oh yeah, but I man. mean, it's interesting. It's a well, journey. No, those are fun stories that you could tell now. Yeah, the, yeah. those stories only work if you make it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right. Dude. Yeah, that guy's still out there, like man, doing a laundromat Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> and not just any laundromat, <laughs> best laundromat, Sepulveda. Tell us about this one here, your rock bottom. Oh yeah, so 2010 comes around, and you're um, one year into New York comedy at this point. No, no, I'm a couple Three. years. In. I thought it was 2009. You went to no, New York. 2007. Seven. So, I um I've never really smoked or drank. I don't have a lot of the weird, wacky stories that other people do. I just get to remember theirs with <laughs> yeah. vivid clarity and embarrassment uh, for them. So my rock bottom is I have, I have two rock bottoms in my life. One is an action figure addiction that left me a couple thousand dollars in debt. Really? Yeah, because I worked at McDonald's. I hated my life and buying. Plastic versions of comic book characters gave me a sense of fleeting happiness, and I didn't know how credit cards worked. Yeah, me either. And um, so that was a rock bottom because then I was in, in debt for a little bit. But would you were you like keeping them in the package, or you take? Oh, them I take them out. I, I I'm now collecting again, but it is still this thing. Like I'll buy one that I really want, even, and then there is still that moment of like, but this isn't real happiness. Yeah. <laughs> How how many thousands of dollars in debt were you? A couple. It was comic books too. I I just like because I discovered eBay as I was a twenty two year old and a six dollar an hour job with the with the debit card. I mean, it's not a good combination. Yeah, yeah. So then you know, so I'm always to- looking for like the perfect Yoda. Yeah, I just want like a good fucking you know good Yoda. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. I just want one good Yoda. Who's got a good Yoda out there? Innocent Sandusky is. What? Wronged him, they did. <laughs> Free he shall be. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> now with the comic books you, like my brother used to collect but he would keep them in sleeves and he keep uh, them no, all like- I just wanted to have them I would just buy a bunch I would just buy a bunch you know just a ton of comic books didn't think about the repercussions and so that's rock bottom one <laughs> and then rock bottom two is you know 2010 um, I had worked at an airport uh, and you know stocking restaurants at LaGuardia and then that job ended, uh, <laughs> collected unemployment, but I was just like not making that much. I was making 150 a week, just really poor. Um, Damn, that's it, slim. Yeah. Yeah. New York. Yeah. And so Especially my, in New York. my first living situation was ending and I had a friend, uh, who was like, Hey, you could stay in my basement. And um, it was like this, like, you have to lift a metal grate. There's, like, cobwebs. I, I did jokes about this in my stand-up. Yeah. Were there windows? No. Nothing. Not one window. What no. kind of basement? Was it cement or was it It was, it like, dirt? a cellar. It was, like, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I know what you mean. Fallout shelter. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. And um and it just I look at it as the lowest point in my life cuz I was like a pure mooch. You know, I um and you were below ground. I had yeah. <laughs> I mean I had a, uh, you know, like there was a job interview in that time that I showed up late to that a friend helped get me. It was just it was really it was really bad, and um, I remember when I got um, kicked out. There was the uh, the landlord, a, a Hasidic gentleman. Um, he opens the crate, and I'm sitting there in the basement with like my shorts on, like eating cookies and cream ice cream. And he's like, "You live here." <laughs> And, you know, they weren't allowed, they weren't supposed to, you know, it's not sanitary. You're right. not supposed to have someone live there. So, how long were you down there? I was down there for about like two and a half months. Damn. You know what I, all I picture is, remember in Waterworld, the guy that used to be down the oil keeping the measurement? Like they're looking <laughs> down, that's you in there. Yeah. I even drank my own piss. <laughs> no. So did he kick you out? I, I know I have a I drank my own piss face. I've so drank urine before. I think anyone else would say that. You, you do know, he's joking, but you before. believed me. I'm just like, you just never know. You said yeah. it was your lowest point. That, yeah. that would be That's the lowest. fucking low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he kicked you out? Yeah. And um, now I had just met my wife like two months ago. Like, right. So, yeah, when I when I was living in the basement, it was this weird time in my life where it was like the best and worst where I was living in a basement. I was a third wheel because this guy had a girlfriend, you know, and they lived in the, the, the house proper and I was hanging out way too much there. I didn't like, you know, when you're that person that, you know, like you'd have so much fun talking shit about like, but that's who you are. Right. You're the guy <laughs> yeah. that you'd be talking shit right. about. Yeah. That's what I was. Yeah. I just could picture your buddy being like, Hey, man, I'm just trying to get some alone time. Melissa, you mind just going down your room? And you're like, yeah. And she's like, I just feel bad. And you just hear <laughs> your fucking door open. Yeah, like I would come home from shows and, you know, like I because I'd have to use their bathroom and stuff. And it'd be like, sliders? You're watching sliders again? It's like, why did I have fucking opinions? They let me stay <laughs> in the basement. It's such a, like, I can look back and critique it. And like, you fucking asshole. That's awesome. You piece of shit. <laughs> You are not Balky. You do not have natural weirdo foreign charisma. Man, um, that is definitely something. You're, it's. I feel like it's easier to find a place to crash in L.A. than it is in New York because there's more space. There's just yeah. more. The, it's not cold in the winter. Like you could crash on a porch. And L.A. lives on the principle of we don't know what you might be someday, so we'll help everybody. Yeah, true. That's very yeah. true. No New York won't even no. respond to your emails because yeah. you're like, who the fuck are you? But LA's like, you could be the next this. You never know what he's going to be, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that. Uh, and I had, yeah, so I'd been with my now wife for like two months. How'd you guys meet? Um, okay, Cupid. Really? Oh, yeah. Right. We just had a uh, seven year uh, first date anniversary um, this last Sunday. That's man, killer. congrats. Good for you. Thanks, man. It's a different time. I know so many people that have met online. It's also it's almost like the perfect way to meet because you're like, hey, this is what I want. I don't want this fucking bullshit. Yeah. I want this out. I want this. I want that. And I don't have the social skills to make eye contact with a stranger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just was looking at you. That's all. We've already talked like nine times about what Fraggle Rock episodes we love. I think we could finger each other quietly. That's awesome. This is we're ready. No. Seven years, yeah, it's impressive. I've never done the online dating thing. I don't. I just don't think I could do it. Man. I did it. I just don't think I could do it. I did it for a little while in two thousand two. Like it was pretty new, and I was just like, I was living in a condemned house, so yeah. I wasn't living in a basement, but I was living in a condemned house, and it was like tough. I, I was having like no luck meeting girls. I had like a car that was broken down, so I was riding a bike all the time. And uh, what site I, did you do? <sighs> I can't even remember how long ago yeah. that was. I mean, it was a long time ago. But I remember I dated this Russian chick and then a couple other girls. And one of them worked out a little bit. You know what I mean? She was also an orphan, adopted orphan. You know what I mean? Which is a fucking... Come yeah. on. It's come like on, shooting man. fish in a barrel. That poor girl. But uh, you're screaming out, who's your daddy? And she doesn't have an answer. <laughs> I have no clue, man. <laughs> we narrowed it down to nine options. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the... Uh, 
Uh, a good friend of mine did, uh, this was just this past Christmas, did uh, Plenty of Fish, it's called. Oh, yeah. I used to do that one. Plenty of Fish. So Named after one of Jesus' lesser superpowers. <laughs> it's a stage joke, but I didn't want to pass that up. Um, and he had his laptop sitting up. I'm at his place, and uh, you know we're building this like little castle or something for his daughter. And then you hear this ding, and I go, what's that? He's like, oh, that's an alert. I got an alert from... <laughs> Somebody, I'm like, oh, that's the dating site telling. He's like, yeah, man. So he goes over and he's like, this girl's cute right here. Like the, the dating site uses the same system we use to like alert people that a child is missing, <laughs> right? That that's an Amber alert. It's a girl named Amber. It's alerting me that she responded. So this girl, one of those went off at the Twin Peaks premiere the other day, and you just heard the whole room at the Ace, everyone's phone going, ding ding ding. We're all just like, ah, oh, it's just an Amber Alert. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to know. Um, this is the this, weirdest way to say you were at the Twin Peaks premiere. <laughs> yeah, right. This this girl's, uh, she's cute. It's probably 8 30, 9 o'clock. Yeah. And uh, it's pouring down rain. I mean, pouring down rain. Yeah. We've been drinking. We're not going anywhere. And so they start chatting back and forth. And she's like, She's like, what are you doing? He's like, my friend from high school is down here. We're hanging out. We're doing building. You know, he tells her exactly what we're doing. And she's like, I want to come over and help. We're like, oh, this girl might be a fucking psycho right, right here. If I were you, I'd be like, you should totally invite her over. <laughs> <laughs> and she came over. She totally came over. Been together two years, man. Been together three years now. Came. To, she totally came over. She was a teacher. So what she did, I guess with teachers, they have a background service they can run your shit through. Oh, yeah. So she did that to him first. Oh, shit. Before she came over. She told us that shit later. She's like, she actually had a girlfriend that was a teacher. She's like, run this guy's name and address through this thing. And it all obviously came up clear. But still, she came over, hung out, helped us build that motherfucking castle. Yeah, they dated for a little while. And then, boom, off into the night. And I was like, God bless the internet right now. Man. God bless the internet. And she put in a spiral staircase in that thing. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> spiral staircase in there. You don't want to do that, man? Go go on humanlumps.com and find What's that. <laughs> I don't know any of these things. I was trying to make fun of you and oh. say you're a human lump. Oh. It didn't work. <laughs> it worked. When a roast joke bombs, it's the you saddest. Like, you have to explain it. The yeah. thing is, though. Here's how I was trying to be an asshole. That's probably a website. Yeah. That's probably a website for <laughs> yeah. some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Anytime anybody says that anymore, I'm like, what's that? Is that a .com? Yeah, we um, can make out to our favorite president of the United States song, well, Peaches. You thought it was going to be Lump. You, um, so you've been with your wife for a while, but you obviously you were out there dating. Good for you. Yeah. I don't even fucking do that. But you, there was a this this story about being dumped here. So, did you date a lot in New York, or were you more to comedy? What was going on? With I, you? you know, I treated dates like open mics. It was very unhealthy. And um, why do you say unhealthy? The way you treated it, you mean, was unhealthy? Yeah, because it was just like, you know, trying new things out on stage, then trying new things out on the date. (laughs) (laughs) You mean the material, like working in the conversation? Just even like what to do, you know, figuring things out. Like, I just... But for a guy who says you're socially awkward and all this, I'm surprised that you went on dating sites and went out and did that. Yeah, I mean, but because it is somewhat curated, you feel a little better about it that you have talked to the person. I feel like... Having like even the littlest bit of interaction before, a lot of times you'd have a phone call before you met them in person, um, and and, and get There's plenty of fish out there if you don't like me. Yeah, and you know companionship, r- regardless of what you how you approach the world, everyone either you yearn for companionship or you don't. But I would say it's a human nature to want to like oh, yeah. you know yeah interact. So two thousand yeah at the end towards the end I interact th- with you girl. <laughs> An hour in, still haven't gotten used to the yelling. Still, <laughs> really scares me. It, it really, it, it reminds like, the, like it's like Rat Tattooing when he eats the Rat Tattooing, he becomes a child again. Like every time you guys do that, I'm your reborn. Four and my parents are divorcing. It's really <laughs> She's fucking got weird. PTSD from the I'm sorry, Mike. No, that, 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 that's good. <laughs> I'm four. And my parents are divorcing. Oh man. And then your laughing sounds like my mom crying, oh, so that man. doesn't help. Oh, man, you got to be having a great time <laughs> with for two over there. <laughs> she cries like that? Oh, man, you must have heard her deep. <laughs> oh, man. 
<laughs> All right, so you're dating this girl at the time. That's where we were yeah, going here so, on this date. So that was at the end of 2007. Uh, her name was Allison, and I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, she's named after a very popular Elvis Costello song. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it, it was it just like I was way too focused on comedy. I was one of those assholes where, like, I'm going to be a comedian. You know, and everything's going to be about comedy. Like, I would even take certain dates to open mics and stuff like that. You know, I remember, like, hey, listen, babe, could you just put your name in? Because if it gets called, then I have a second chance. Right. Would you do That's that? That's literally what I did. That's I did hilarious. that shit with, with her. And she probably would get up before a guy on some shows, too, right? A girl's name. Oh, she would just put my name in twice. Boom. Yeah. And I have such a generic name. There's a chance there might be two Mike Lawrences. Or what I would do sometimes, it would be. You know, Mike L. Yeah. And then M. Lawrence. <laughs> That's me. Um, and Ever get back-to-back sets? Yeah. And my sets weren't memorable enough that I would be coming. Okay, he was just up there. If you're like, well, no, nah, he wasn't. We would we'd remember this guy. I would just quickly <laughs> shave. <laughs> Why is he yelling robble, robble after he gets off stage? As if he deceived us in some way. Um. But yeah, so the thing with yeah, Alice like it just never was gonna like she was nice and I was way too focused and like I was you How'd know, you meet her? Online? The internet, yeah. Internet. I met them all online. Wow. All. Oh yeah, I lost my virginity to a girl online. Did you? Yeah. Or coming back to that. Tell us about I feel, that. I just feel like you would have like met girls after your shows because they would watch you and start like yeah, I'm not that funny. kind of comic. But I, I feel like they would just come up to you. I am not, I guess I'd fuck him funny. There's a certain type of comedy, like I'm self-deprecation and weird and mean, and like it's you know, it, like you can you can be a really good roast battler, and you will never get pussy from it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, tell me how you made that 500 pound man question his life. Like, it's not gonna happen. It's not an art form that you know <laughs> turns people on. Um, but yeah, so it just yeah, it just wasn't you know she was she was great. And um, so this was like in in the beginning of May, and yeah, I was I was still you know dirt poor. A lot of times, like she'd pay for the dinners, you know, like her place was better, so I'd sleep there because I had roommates. She didn't. She lived in an attic. Yeah, I was. <laughs> that's I was way up top. <laughs> I was getting paid to walk her dog. Like that's how sad. she would pay you to do it. Yeah, because I needed the money. Yeah. You know, but it's like we were boyfriend and girlfriend. And then she just was like, she broke up with me at the beginning of May 2008. Can I stay on the dog roster? She's like, look, I just don't think it's going to work. You know, you're you're an okay guy, but, you know, you're just a little too much for me and this and that. And I had just seen Iron Man the night before. And it had no comic book movie ever made me feel that way. Like, that was one of the happiest moments of my life, sincerely, at the end. Because that's the first Marvel Universe movie that came out. And at the end of it, uh, you know, Nick Fury says, you know, we need to talk about the Avenger initiative. So knowing that the Avengers was coming and all of this stuff filled me with a hope that I didn't have for my own life or my own romance. So we're at Dallas Barbecue. She dumps me. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. That makes total sense. <laughs> Going to see Iron Man. Who gives Man a again. fuck? Yeah. I wouldn't saw Iron Man yeah, again. Yeah, <laughs> I figured you would. Yeah. You picking up the check for this, though? No. <laughs> that's part of why she dumped me. That's crazy. Yeah. So, how old were you when you lost your virginity? I was 23. So, it was the same year I started comedy in that same. And you met this girl online? Yeah. Yeah, we were watching The Lion King. Uh, no, 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 I'm no. I'm away, yeah! <laughs> no, no. That's the soundtrack. That was the second time we fought. No, the first time we were watching Team America. She'd never seen it. It's oh, my, yeah. Stop. It's my favorite Fuck movie. Yeah. yeah. It's, my, it's the funniest movie. And uh, she's like, why do the puppets have strings? And I was like, do you want to fuck? And she was like, yeah, sure. That's great. And, and, then, and then I lost my virginity. Boom. Where yeah. did you go, man? Yeah. It was That's, very short, very sad. That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, I'm, I honestly she started crying like Mike's mom. Yeah, he's like, "What?" Or laughing like Ryan. <laughs> yeah, interchangeable. <laughs> right now, his mom's sitting next to yeah. tears. Yeah. Oh, Can't tell the dude. It's the drama and comedy mask. That's it. Right there. <laughs> totally. <dude. laughs> We're officially it.
<laughs> yeah, so so that was that was it. It was just the quick sex and not great and you know, I don't I don't even remember her name to be honest. But um yeah. And then I found out like two days later that she had had sex with like this guy I really didn't like. <laughs> It's like, oh man, God you're just, damn it. you're just, you're just fucking all the unlikables, <laughs> the unlikables, just a dude. cast of unsavory in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, you knew the guy? I knew a guy that she had slept with. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that this this last minute of this podcast has been as comfortable as the when I lost my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> We are we are recreate. This is accurate. The ambiance, the quiet tension, this is the audio equivalent uh-huh. of your losing your virginity. Just us looking at each other. Should you go? Do you do you want to go? Should we end this? Is this over? I don't know. <laughs> I got other things to do. <laughs> I could I could go again. Yeah. No, we are actually at, at that time, man. Uh, thank you so much for oh, coming thank on. Thank you, man. Mike Lawrence. This. this was a lot of fun, Mike Lawrence. Yeah, uh, man. Will you one more time plug your social media, whatever you'd like, please? You got it, man. I am at the Mike Lawrence on Twitter. MikeLawrenceComedy.com uh, is my website. Uh, and I will be at Bonnaroo uh, June 10th and 11th, um, the Comedy 10. And then um, West Palm Beach Improv, one night only. Um, on June 25th. That's right. I said 26th before. It is 25th. June 25th. Um, so check those out. And off. then Sorry. Mike Lawrence said he would be here. <laughs> he Stop yelling. <laughs> uh, the cops uh, airs next year. So all right. That's it. Congrats, awesome, man. Thanks for that. coming on, brother. Great to have you. Oh, thank you, man. This was a blast, guys. You guys are awesome. Thanks, man. As always, jlarsoncomedy.com, jlarsoncomedy on all social media. RyanSickler.com, Ryan Sickler on all social media. We'll talk to you all next Tuesday.